Last time on the Dana Jean Show, we heard about how negativity can affect us and the people around us. We learned about toxic and abusive situations, and I gave you a couple of signs on how to know if you are in an abusive relationship with someone you know. Welcome back to another episode of the Dina Jean Show. The show where negativity gets melted away. I'm your host, Dina Jean. On today's episode, we explore the world of negative self words. These words include negative self, self destruction, negative self esteem, and many, many more. But before we begin, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to my podcast. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you for, most importantly, believing in yourselves. I am so happy to be here with you in your journey of abundance and growth. Yay! So... I wanted to start with negative self just because of the reason that we're all negative towards ourselves in, in, in different ways. So I wanted to answer a bunch of questions for you guys throughout this topic. So what is negative self? Negative self refers to yourself in a negative way. If you are negative about who you are as a person, then that's negativity towards oneself. So, the reason why I wanted to bring this up to you is because it's good to bring things up over and over again. You know, not just doing it once, or sorry, bringing it up once but also bringing it up several times. So during this podcast, if you hear negative self or any self words that is related to negativity over and over again, it's just we're recapping and we're basically learning more and more about these words that I have picked for today's episode. So, another question I wanted to bring up with you is, why are we so negative towards ourselves? You know what the best answer that I I could come up with is, we are negative towards ourselves because we're used to having negativity towards ourselves. Also, to bring this up, we're constantly around negative people. So when we're around other people who are negative towards us, then basically what's going to happen is we're going to keep 
being negative towards ourselves. So dictionary.com defines negative self as the act of being negative towards yourself. We've already been through it, through that in previous questions. So I just wanted to bring up a little bit of a dictionary term because I know you guys loved it. In the first episode, everybody thought it was cool that I brought the dictionary into it. So I just wanted to bring a little bit of dictionary into this episode as well. When we are negative towards our, sorry, when are we negative towards ourselves? So we are negative towards ourselves either for some people, sometimes for other people, like myself, I'm used to being negative as a daily fashion. And I don't know if there's more of you guys out there that are like me that are always negative and always putting themselves down for some reason. Like earlier this morning, I... I, I smoked a cigarette and I put myself down and said, you are so stupid. You are so stupid. We've been three days clean from having cigarettes and you've been smoking your vape for three days. Why, why did you do this? Why did you do that? You know what? I realized that I needed to turn what I was saying around. So this is how I, what I said this morning to rebuttal that negative self. Even though that you smoked a cigarette for the first time in three days, there's always gonna be times where you're going to relapse, where you're gonna wanna smoke a cigarette and you do. There's gonna be times where you're going to really crave the cigarette, but you're going to push yourself into being positive about this. You know, it's only, it's only one cigarette. You can go back to the vape and you deserve to be smoke free event, like eventually, you know, when I, kind of get my body used to, you know, each smaller dose of vaping. So another example of negative self would be if you're going out and you decide to wear pajamas and you're just like not feeling like you're wanting to get dressed and you put yourself down. That's also a, a negative form of, of talk saying, oh, you know, why are you going out in pajamas? Why do I feel like this? Why this? Why that? That's all negativity. You know what? If you want to go out in pajamas, and this is the positive part. You know what? I'm going to go out 
in pajamas. I don't care what other people have to say. I don't care what my negative voice has to say. That's basically positive self-talk. So basically what we're going to do throughout this whole episode is we're going to use positive and negative examples throughout. It's going to be a long road, yes, but you know what? We deserve this. We deserve to be positive in our daily lives. We don't deserve what our negative self is telling us to do. Okay? We deserve to be positive in our daily lives. We deserve abundance. We deserve to grow within ourselves. And that's what we deserve. Okay, okay. I know everybody's used to self-destructing ourselves. But you know what? When we self-destruct ourselves and who we are and all of that, you know, it's, it's like, what the hell? Okay? What the hell? So I'm, I'm going to, um, I am, I'm gonna go through this with you probably very quickly. So what is self-destruction? Well, self-destruction is the act of being harmful or potentially harmful against the person who engages in in the act of self-destruction. So when we engage in these acts of self-destruction, we're harming ourselves. We're basically self-abusing ourselves. And to tell you the truth, I do talk a little bit about self-abuse later on in the episode. So stick around and I will basically um, I, I will basically get to that, uh, shortly. So I've had so many people come to me and ask me this question. So why is self-destruction, sorry, why does self-destruction feel so good? So, to tell you the truth, self-destruction feels so good because it's a coping mechanism. Um, emotional pain and trauma are the most common reasons why people engage in self-destructive behavior. So, I've, I've gone through a lot of, you know, pain and self destruction problems and whatnot, I just, I, when I see something positive in my life, like, um, when was it? Oh, okay. Okay. Just recently, actually, I was working for a company through another company and basically, you know, I was doing so well. I was, I was actually going to school and working at this company. 
and I was just doing so well. And I decided to stop going to work and to stop going to school. So I kind of think of it as, you know, I basically caused my own self-destruction within these two companies and with my school. So I also dedicate this episode to anyone who is going through self-destruction phase. Like today, actually, I was going to say, fuck it. I'm not going to do the self-words podcast and I'm going to quit podcasting. That's what I said. And you know what? I finished this script and I kept on moving. I kept on going because you know what? I'm done with the self-destruction. I can't do it anymore. And plus, I've signed on with this really, really great um, network called the Totally Insensitive Network. And you know what? These guys are the bomb. Like, really. So basically, the individual also may use self-destructive behaviors as a method to control over themselves, the world around them, or actions they use. This is punishment that they use against themselves. So I basically punished myself for, you know, doing something great with my life. But then again, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have found the totally insensitive network, found my calling, and basically had my voice heard. And you know what? I am really, really glad that I did, but I'm really angry that I did it. So for an example, and I'm going to use myself for an example. When I was younger and I couldn't control a situation with my abusive mother or my abusive adoptive mother, sorry, I would engage in my eating disorder. I'd self-destruct myself by starving myself and not gaining weight. And it got to the point where this behavior landed me on the street, not for the first time. I just walked out on her, you know, and I didn't have a place to go. And then, you know, it, it was really, really, really horrible. So when you self-destruct, you can end up actually self-sabotaging everything else in your life. So being self-destruction or destructive can ruin your life. It really can. Um, but if you do the opposite and not self-destruct, then basically you can save your life. 
Like, sometimes self-destruction can lead to suicide. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it's pretty apparent. And with the eating disorder, I was committing a slow suicide. Another behavior I engaged in actually was always putting myself down. So, like in one of the earlier examples, you're stupid for, for relapsing. Um, why did you do this? You're no good. You know what? I've been actually trying to rebuttal it. It is hard to rebuttal, but you know what? The more you use positivity to rebuttal the negative mind and to rebuttal the self-destruction, the better it, or sorry, the easier it will become to become a more effectively positive person. Okay, so we've gone through a lot of examples on my life, but what are some examples of self-destruction? Well, I'm going to put this very plainly. So some examples of self-destruction are alcohol, drugs, and isolation. I used my eating disorder as a self-destructive method. Um, so these are just some ex of the examples of self-destruction. And so how can you stop, that, well, these self-destructive behaviors? So You can stop self-destructive behavior. All you have to do is the following. You need to feel the pain. You really need to feel the pain. When we feel the pain, we can often pinpoint where the pain is coming from. For example, when I felt the pain, I learned the root cause of my eating disorder were the words fat, stupid, and ugly. When I found out that my adoptive mother and my abuser was the cause of my earliest painful member or painful memories that I had been holding on to, I, I then you know, decided to start dealing with my eating disorder. That's when my eating disorder became not really my problem. I just started dealing with it. And I started trying to motivate myself to eat again. And actually, you know what? Being motivated to to change these behaviors and feelings, you know, it, it just shows how strong you are. 
when we feel our pain, it's, it also motivates us to change. And when we see others change, it gives us inspiration for our own changes. Remember this, this podcast is all about changes. It's not just about me. It's also about you. So when we have, okay, so you really need to turn towards your problem at hand. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. When we have big problems, it's harder to make life changes. It's harder to, because we don't know where to start, but also we tend to avoid thinking about the problem. Now, I know, I know how it feels to avoid thinking about the problem at hand. And you know what? It is really, really hard at first to not avoid the problem because when you do, it feels so good. But when you don't avoid the, the problem, it just hurts. I get it. I really do get it. The more we avoid the problem, to tell you the truth, we let the problem get worse and worse. So it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's almost like a lie. You tell one and you have to tell many on top of that. And this is because the, the worse the problem gets, the more we become distracted by the problem at hand. Also, the problem may seem scary and huge. So let's say you're having a fight with your husband and you walk away from the problem. The problem that is going on let's say in the kitchen, you just walk away and go to bed. You're letting that problem get in the way of your relationship. But also, it's gonna, that problem with your husband is gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until there's an elephant in the room. So basically what you can actually do is acknowledge the problem and accept that it is the way that it is. So let's say the problem with your husband that you're having a fight on is you guys don't agree that your child should be going to a private school. So he wants to put her in the pri to private school because she's getting in trouble. But meanwhile, you want your husband or you want your daughter to go to public school but she's getting into trouble she's getting into fights so it's not on who's right and who's wrong it's just you guys have to figure out what the problem is and how you guys can solve it or Another problem would be, let's say 
you go out and you get bullied. You're in a high school. And it's causing a lot of problems for you. You try to tell your parents. Your parents call the school and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Now, you try to deal with the problem, but it is the way that it is. If you guys are in high school or if you know someone who is in high school and is being bullied, and I really do hate bullying, I really do. I was bullied as a, a, a child. Um, and all I have to say is bullying is wrong. And yeah. So another thing is um, you need to understand that the problem at hand can, can change if you acknowledge it. Okay. Now the bullying example it changes negatively or, you know, what, what you can do is, for the parents of the bullied, change schools. I know you're looking at me or, sorry, listening to me and saying, what is wrong with this woman? You know what? I'm an advocate for being positive and also positive outcomes, etc, etc. So another example is if you have a drinking problem and one day you wake up and you decide that you wanted to quit for good. You might say, hey, let's get me into a rehab program and AA programs. That's looking at the, your big problem and dealing with it. It's also changing how you think in a non-self-destructive way. Um, I'm sorry if I offended anyone with the, the bullying reference. Um, if I did in any way, let me know. And um, you can get a hold of me to basically express your your feelings on my bullying reference at the Dina Jean show at gmail.com and I will get to you or sorry I will get back to you right away because if I've offended somebody and I'm not trying to but if I have then I need to deal with the problem at hand so you know thank you um for that. Anyways, number three. So what we're going to do is pick one small change at a time. So when we are ready to make the change or changes, pick only one change to work on at a time. Okay. So Sorry for the little pause there, just kind of catching my breath. Um, so, 
when we pick multiple changes to change at once, we get overwhelmed. So the reason why I'm saying pick only one change to change is because of the fact that if we only work on one change, we can actually make, make it into little goals. So let's say, um, actually I have an example right here, right in front of me. So, and this example is, I wanted to change my situation with my adoptive mom. So I didn't want to be abused anymore. I didn't want to be mentally abused. So I, I decided actually three and a half years ago to cut her out of my life. So um, I did. I actually did. And I kept to it. And I'm so glad that I did because you know what? I've been becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Because I don't have the constant manipulating lies abuse, everything. I don't have the constant everything that was going on that was negative towards me. Now, I still have to get rid of a, a bunch of negative friends, and I know that for a fact. That's why, yeah, that's why I have been able to guide myself and grow with it within who I am because Getting rid of my adoptive mom was a much needed change for me. And I don't mean kill the woman. I meant push her out of my life. Okay. So this is homework. Okay. I want you to brainstorm all of the changes that you want to make. Then I want you to pick just one of those changes and break them up into small goals and work on it small goal to small goal okay um so i'm gonna add in here if you want to share your goal or sorry share your one small change with me and how you are how are how you are using the step by step goal guide to getting to your small gate uh, small change hey that would be awesome so the email address again is the Dina Jean show at gmail dot um, and I will be glad to respond and yeah. Okay. So after you've made, or sorry, after you've brainstormed every little change that you want to make and you picked just one of those changes that you wanted or you want to make and that is really important to you right now. You're gonna work on number four, commit to it big time. So even though we want 
are changed to be small, you, you also want your commitment to be huge. Like, I mean, to be huge. You are so committed to that change that you do it daily. So this is what we want because it keeps us going in case we don't want to stick to the change. How can you really commit to it big time? Announce to a lot of people that you are going to do it and you should ask them to hold you accountable. So ask people to hold you accountable to this one change. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, I haven't done this yet, but you know what I've done? I've, hel I've held myself accountable for, for these changes that I'm about to make. And, you know, I, I really want to stick to it. So I'm going to. Also, you're going to make a pledge to the people who love you and your friends, put some money on it, or tell them about a consequence. Okay? So, I'm, I'm trying to get clean from being negative within a year. So, that's my, that's my positive timeline. So, I'm going to be working with you guys on negativity for probably three or four months and then we're gonna go to um to positivity and then we're just gonna go to the how to's and whatnot uh but yeah uh this is basically a how-to right i'm giving you some positive changes or positive things to help you change so you have to be all in. You need to be all in uh, for your change to take effect. Okay? I'm all in this. I'm all in this, but I'm also all in to helping you. So I'm helping myself and I get to help you. So I'm all in and I'm super happy and super positive that I get to help you and that I get to commit to my goal or yeah, to my my change big time so for example when i made a vow to change my disordered eating habits which means my anorexia nervosa i made a commitment with myself i knew that i was all in and i wanted to change my habit because i pushed myself my disordered eating habits are not even present anymore. And it was all because I was all in and I've never been happier. So actually, I was the one who pushed myself to fix my disordered eating habits so I can be happier. But I still have huge problems with negativity. Okay. Number five, we need to learn to believe that we can do it. 
okay? When you first start to make the change, you will probably doubt yourself. You will probably also doubt that you can't stick to the change that you are about to make, okay? You can do it. You can. But you need to know the more you do the change, the easier it will become. You have to learn how to believe. Believing will help you change, or sorry, help your change become easier. You know what? You shouldn't fret because changes take time to get used to. And you know what? I believe in you. I really do. I really do, okay? And if I believe in you, you should believe in you too. Number six, you need to learn to use failed, sorry, failed attempts as a learning curve. So you failed. Big fucking whoop. Failing doesn't mean that you should quit or that you can't do it. It just means that you should get back up and dust yourself off and keep going. Yes, I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of swearing in this and all of that, but you know what? I really don't care about swearing because I'm, I'm not swearing at you intention, intentionally. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it as shit happens. You know what? You should use the failure as an opportunity to make tweaks and learn. That's, that's all it is. Yes. It was an obstacle, but how can you overcome it? Do you know how you can overcome it? Or by overcoming it? You... It just means that you're learning how to get around the hurdle, okay? Life is full of big hurdles. Life is full of fa failed attempts. But you know what? We have to get back up and learn from it and learn how to cope with the failure and to basically jump over the failure like it just doesn't matter. Every time you mess up, learn from it, okay? That's all I have to say. The more you learn from it, the better you will become with the change. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Failure isn't necessarily a big thing, or sorry, a bad thing, or a big thing. I know information that you can use to improve your me method, okay? And it's information that I've accumulated through 
failed attempts with the eating disorder. And that I now use for failed attempts with negativity. Okay? So, one. You need to get a pen and paper and write down each and every time you failed. 1.1. Write down the date failed. 1.2. You need to write down the time failed. The reason why I'm asking you to do these two things is so you know what date and what time you failed at this attempt. 1.3. Write down the failed attempt. Okay, always write down the failed attempt because it will help you get to the next part of learning, okay, of learning. 1.4, ask yourself these questions, okay? You're going to ask questions um, because of the fact that it will help you learn how to deal with the failed attempt in a positive way. So 1.4.1. Ask yourself, why did I fail this attempt? Okay. Sorry. And, and you're going to answer you're going to answer these as well, you know, but you're going to ask yourself in a positive way so you can get there positively. 1.4.2. What can I do next time to succeed? Yes. Yes. So the reason why I'm saying you should ask this question is so you can succeed because I believe in you and I know you believe in yourself. 1.4.3 How can I use this failure to learn to succeed? Okay, the reason why I, I, I'm, I'm saying ask yourself this so you can learn to succeed just like the other question. 1.4.4. What can I do to stop myself from failing again? Okay. So basically, 1.5. You're going to sign your name right under the questions you have just answered. This way, okay. You can hold yourself to it and it becomes a viable contract between you, yourself, and you. Okay? Number two, use positive self-talk all of the time. So even if you have a negative thought, rebuttal it with positive talk. Number three, practice time management. Yeah, I know. I know, I, I just put the, that down just to kind of help because um, 
when you practice time management and whatnot, let's say you want to go out for a walk and you're like, okay, 15 minutes. So let's say I go out for a walk around eight o'clock for 15 minutes and then I come back. So always keep your walk or in my case, my walk at eight o'clock for 15 minutes. Okay. So basically plan it. Okay. Number seven. I just talked about this. Please do not believe the negative self-talk. Yeah, it When you have negative self-talk, don't believe it. There will be negative talk and thoughts, but you need to ignore it. The reason why I'm saying that is because if you indulge in your negative thoughts, you won't get it done. It'll become a negative problem again. So, why should you ignore negative thoughts and self-talk? Well, you should ignore negative thoughts and self-talk because if you listen, you would again fail all the time. So I just talked about that like a sentence ago, but you know what? It just goes hand in hand. So every time you have a negative thought, you should replace it with a positive one related to the task at hand. Number eight, you need to find some support. So the reason why I say that you need to find some support is because people can add some positive insights if you let them support you. Don't go to your negative friends and be like, I need some insight about this change. Because then it would be like, oh, you should do this or this or this. Okay? You don't want that. Let's say my buddy, uh, Sarah, she, she wanted to lose five pounds. And I'm like, okay, you know go ahead, let's do it. Let's, let's, you know, let, let's get you to lose 10 pounds. And then I said to her, Hey, how about this? If you lose 10 pounds, I'll gain 10 pounds. So I'm using a positive side for me, but it also promotes her to go pound for pound with me, which means that I'm gaining what she's losing. So, um, you can actually find support in your partner, family, or friends. Um, now, some family may be negative, so you have to weed these people out. Um, but yeah, they, they could be some great positive influences and be great people to help you support your change. So, another thing, okay? You need to ask everybody who is positive around you to check in 
on how you are doing. Now, if you don't have anyone to support you, find a group. There are multiple Facebook groups. There are, uh, I think there's like groups for AA and uh, NA and Eating Disorders Anonymous, like people who are going through what you're going through. If you're an alcoholic, AA, etc., etc. Okay. Um, number nine. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So this is my favorite, favorite, favorite part. You need to create the right feedback that is right for you. So basically, again, you need to create the right feedback that is designed for you. There are right and wrong ways of doing this. A right way would be, great job, Dina. You finally quit smoking cigarettes. Okay, th that was like three days ago, but you know what? That was positive, positive feedback. A wrong way would be, you're the greatest in the world for finally quit quitting and quitting cigarettes and start started to vape. That is a wrong way. Okay. So we have a positive way and a negative way. So the more you practice the right way at creating positive feedback that is right for you, the better you get at it. So instead of, oh, you're the greatest in the world for finally quitting cigarettes and starting vaping, you know, I'm, I'm saying to myself, great job, Dina, you finally quit uh, smoking cigarettes. So, you know, easier said than done. In conclusion, you need to be able to create the right environment that will help you in a positive way to help you make the right changes when you put all of the, the steps together. The more likely you will be able to keep doing the positive behavior. Yes. These steps will help you have a structured direction so you can change any negative behavior. Just remember that change is possible even if you think that you can't. Just take it one change at a time. Yay! So, you have negative self-esteem. I do too. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that. I have negative self-esteem. So, what is negative self-esteem? The dictionary defines negative self-esteem as a lack of confidence and feeling really bad about yourself. People with low self-esteem often feel not loved, awkward in a lot of situations or incompetent. Often people with low self-esteem see disappointment and rejection even when there isn't any disappointment nor rejection. So, what are 
signs that someone might have low self-esteem. Some of the signs that someone may have low self-esteem are they are really sensitive to criticism. I'm, I'm very sensitive to criticism and I'm going to tell you something. If you are sensitive to criticism, that is a sign that you may be or may have negative self-esteem. Number two, they withdraw from social situations. Okay, so I do tend to isolate myself from friends and family and, you know, I try not to, but it's really, really hard when, you know, some of the people around or who used to be around me were so negative towards me. So number three, hostility towards the people who love them. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I get like that. And I think you guys do too, whoever's listening to this. Um, but you know what? We do try, we try not to be hostile towards pe the people who lo love us the most, right? So, you know, I, I guess it goes hand in hand. Number four, they are excessively preoccupied with, per with their personal problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad for that. Um, I really am and I'm, I'm actually trying to change that step but maybe I should start from step one instead of step four. <laughs> Number five, so there are symptoms that are physically damning to their health like insomnia headaches and um, fatigue if you have that guys i more or less you you have a negative self well negative self-esteem i do too okay and that's why i started this podcast again is to help you guys but also you know kind of give myself a little bit more insight that, you know, it is time, time to change for me. And hopefully I'm doing the same for you guys. Number six, we often struggle with critical and negative thoughts. Look, I know we all struggle with lo low self-esteem, but do you know what it really does to our families. It actually really hurts them a lot. So I want to cover this next question. What is low self-esteem and quality of life? Well, Low self-esteem impacts the quality of life that a person has. Yes, it can reduce the way we live our li lives, okay? 
and it can re reduce our, the way we live our lives by the following. One, having negative feelings. So in a previous episode, we, we talked about negative feelings. The feelings that we have are the constant self-criticism thoughts, which actually can lead to persistent feelings of sadness, depression, anxiety, anger, shame, and guilt. Number two. Again, I've talked about this in episode two. Relationship problems. Low self-esteem can hinder relationships and can cause major relationship problems. A person with low self-esteem may feel angry and actually bully other people. That's why I said, I don't condone bullying. I actually don't. Number three, we often have a fear of trying. And people with low self-esteem will, will doubt their ability to try new challenges. They will also doubt their worth and try to avoid daily challenges. So, for example, you may want to quit smoking but negative thoughts are being put into your head like, I can't do it. Or, you don't deserve to quit smoking. Hold on, stop right there. You can quit smoking and you do deserve to quit. Okay? Number four. Low self-esteem can cause per perfectionism, actually. I didn't know that. I'm going to tell you that. I didn't know, know that until I did a lot of research on this topic. So basically, if you are a perfectionist, then you may push to become an overachiever to atone for what you see as basically, what is it? Um, basically what's wrong with who, who you are. So you may create a world of perfectionism and this is where, and I'm gonna actually say this, narcissism comes from and it's actually a part of low self-esteem. So being a perfectionist only hides that you have low self-esteem, but other people can sense your low self-esteem. So why don't we try and fix our so, uh, low self-esteem problems? Okay. So number six, or sorry, number five. Okay, so people who have low self-esteem often have a fear of judgment. 
So we honestly have a fear of judgment. We also tend to avoid situations like being on a sports team or social events because we are afraid that people will judge us in a negative way. Honestly, we feel self-conscious and stressed when we are around other people and we are constantly looking for signs that other people don't like us. Okay, and I'm bad for that. And I don't know if you're bad for that, but I'm bad for that. I, I actually, you know, judge people who I think are judging me. I, I guess that's the way or the best way to put it. We judge people who we think are judging us. So, for example, when I was in high school and all of my friends wanted to hang out with me, I'd sneak away and hide in a classroom. I did this, honestly, because I was afraid that my friends were judging me and they hated me. But it actually turned out that um, they knew where I went and they were not even judging me. Actually, they followed me to the classroom, which I didn't even know that they were actually following me. Because, you know, they honestly wanted to hang out with me. And I, to this day, do thank these people for doing this. Because, you know what? They weren't actually judging me. And hopefully your friends aren't actually judging you either. Um, number six. So people with self-esteem have low resilience. So a person with low self-esteem finds it really hard to cope with a, a very challenging life event. So this is because often we already believe that we are hopeless. To tell you the truth, no, we're not hopeless. And that's what I believe now because, you know, I've, I've learned so much along the journey so far that I've started to change the way that I think. Number seven, people with low self-esteem have a lack of self-care. So I cared so little about myself that I started to abuse and neglect myself for. An example, I used my eating disorder as an escape outlet, okay? So what I was doing was killing my insides and not taking care of my insides. And, you know, I, I actually almost died um, five years ago. And I'm lucky to be 
alive because, you know, I realized that it was time to start trying to take care of myself. I know, I know I shouldn't have done that and I do regret it every day. I really honestly do. And I am working on changes just like you who, who want to change, who, who want to push back towards a better life and a healthier life and a he healthier instance of self-care. Okay, and this is where it leads to number eight. So people with low self-esteem have self-harming behaviors. Yes, so low self-esteem puts people at risk, at an increased risk of self-harm. This could mean an eating disorder, suicidal attempts, or drug and alcohol abuse. So what are the causes of low self-esteem? Some of the... I think I... Oh, 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 okay, sorry. Some of the low self-esteem... Sorry, I, I meant self harming guys um, some of the many causes of low self-esteem and self harming are having an unhappy childhood poor academic performance in school an ongoing stressful event being in an abusive relationship an ongoing medical problem or condition, mental illness. Okay, so in addition, you need to seek help for underlying self-esteem problems because chronic problems can be uh, demoralizing and lead to negative self-esteem issues. Seek professional help for a relationship breakdown or financial problems. So I wanted to really talk about self-loathing. Self-loathing is a hate for oneself and has an ex in intense or extreme hate or aversion for oneself. The term, and I'm going to bring this in, the term self-hatred is frequently used to mean a more personal hatred of oneself and low self-esteem, which can lead to self-harm. So, yes, I talk about self-esteem all the way through the episode, but it actually goes hand in hand with everything that we're talking about. In psychology and uh, psychiatry, or psychiatry, the term self-hatred is often used to describe people who hate themselves as with people with low self-esteem. Self-hatred, self-guilt, 
and shame are very important factors in some or many mental illnesses, especially ones that involve negative views of oneself. So it, an example of this would be body dysmorphic disorder, which is actually a part of anorexia. And um, I do still suffer from that a little bit, but not as much as I used to. Now, self-hatred is also a part of many personality disorders, and they include borderline personality disorder. Also, again, body dysmorphic disorder is also a symptom of mood disorders, one of them being depression. So I've already given you two examples of where um, BDD, or body dysmorphic disorder of being, you know, a part of a mood disorder or um, another kind of disorder. Yay! Now, in addition to self-loathing, there's also self-doubt. So, self is actually the lack of confidence in one's self and one's ability. So a lot of people have been asking me, is self-doubt an emotion? Actually, yes, self-doubt is a strong emotion. It is a very unpleasant emotion that that's actually caused by anticipation and awareness of danger. It's also a lack of confidence mentioned earlier. So how does self-doubt affect you? When you let your self-doubt take over, it can actually over time build into depression and anxiety. Self-doubt can destroy your heart, body, mind and your soul if you let it so i'm gonna let you know that because it there's some negative or sorry a lot of negative um impacts that uh that could over time build into depression again um so another question i've been asked as well why do we doubt ourselves? Well, to tell you tr the truth, we doubt ourselves because we are scared to stop our doubts. We believe that other, what others tell us are, is true. We often hang out with people who self-doubt themselves. Um, self-doubting yourself maybe comfortable and I'm, I'm sorry we have an addiction to our negativity yes it is actually true we have an addiction to our own negative values time energy everything so when is the best time to move on from self self-doubt and why 
I'm not going to go on and on about this, guys. To tell you the truth, the best time to stop self-doubting yourself is right now, today. Make yourself a promise that today you will stop self-doubting yourself. It's just a waste of time. You need to stop right now because you are being negative towards number one. And actually, you're hurting yourself by using self-doubt against yourself. Okay? And it's not easy trying to quit today. You know, over time, it'll get easier. Just make the vow today that I'm going to stop self-doubting myself. And I am going to be a better person and take care of myself. So here's something that goes hand in hand with self-doubt. And that's negative self-talk. What is negative self-talk? Well, negative self-talk is actually toxic inner dialogues that you have within yourself. This kind of talk limits your abilities to believe in who you are and the ability that you may have to reach your full potential. So these thoughts are diminishing and hold you back from positive or positivity in your life and also beats down on your confidence. So you have negative self-talk, the more you're going to become negative and you're gonna, let's, let's just say, um, let's just say you're a nail and your hand is a hammer. Basically you're hitting yourself with a negative self-talk. So basically you're hurting yourself. So um, what are causative, so what are the causes of negative self-talk? There are actually many causes of negative self-talk and they include not addressing relationship issues. If you don't address issues that are relationship-based, it can actually hinder your, your self-talk. Poor health habits can actually actually hinder yourself becoming positive, being alone all the time. So isolation, isolation isn't good actually if you're alone all of the time. You need to have people in your life to get you out of isolation in a positive manner. Also, Going on to that uh, point. You don't ask for help. So when you don't ask for help, 
people are not going to know what you need. Okay? And the more that people don't know this information on what you need, they can't even help you. So it's best to ask for help. Okay, another point is you're not taking the time just for you, okay? I know it goes in with the whole isolation aspect, but I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it's good to be alone, but not all the time. So that's why I put that in there for you, okay? And then number six, being around negative people all of the time. So when they're putting themselves down, etc., 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 yada, 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 okay? You don't need that. Get away or run away from those negative people is what I'm saying. So I've got some examples of negative self-talk and they're actually real people who have contacted me through the Dina Jean at hotmail.com emailing server server and um, I decided to use some of their um, negative talk negative feelings negative thoughts and negative actions okay um, there's one person who is actually one of my friends who rest in peace buddy um, if you're hearing me you know I I do feel bad that you went through what you went through. So, um, my friend Sarah, her negative talk, which is verbal, um, she said, I'm no good. Okay? So, her feelings, her negative feelings were anger, pain, self-loathing. And with these feelings came negative thoughts. Um, one of them being, why don't we use self-harm? Negative actions. She actually harmed herself. Okay? Um, Rebecca, um, who emailed me earlier this week, she actually said that um, every, everyone is right about me. She felt pain, sadness, anger, and self-hatred. And her negative thoughts were, I want to run away. She runs away from her pro problems. Okay? So... When your thoughts are, I want to run away, you end up running away from your problems. And thank you for um, actually uh, sending me your, your negative talk, your negative feelings, negative thoughts, and negative actions for this episode. I am so glad that, uh, that you did. Another person, Damien. Um, he says that no one cares about me. So he feels 
left out. He's self-loathing, sad, and angry. And his negative thoughts are, and I'm, I'm sorry, buddy, you know, it's just hard for me to, you know, say this. And he, he says that, you know, or he doesn't say, his thoughts are saying, I want to die. Okay. So he possibly uh, has a, or tries to have a suicidal attempt. And buddy, please don't do so. You know, if you're listening to this, I hope you're okay. Um, Logan, someone I actually do know. Um, I can't do anything right. So he feels worthless, angry, self, and sad and self-hatred. I want to punch a wall. That's what he, his thoughts are. He punches a wall and he pre- breaks his hand and has to go to the hospital. Man, you know, negative self-talk is actually powerful because in this next one, this person is no longer with us and I'm always thinking of him and his family. And I hope they're listening to my podcast and, you know, trying to raise awareness for, for suicide, etc., etc. My buddy Travis, rest in peace, buddy. He said, everybody hates me. He felt worth, worthless. He started to to isolate himself. He, he felt isolated. He felt sad. He felt angry. He, he, he felt self-loathing. And his negative thought was, I'm sorry, guys. Um, this is a little bit hard because it's, it's not raw. It happened years ago, but, um, his his thoughts were and it was in his journal and i remember this i'm going to jump in front of a train and his negative actions were he committed suicide by jumping in front of a train i'm I'm sorry that um that's a little bit hard for me to tell you and you know i miss him and whatnot but you know, this is not just real examples of negative and toxic, toxic, oh my goodness, sorry. These are not just examples of real situations of negative and toxic self-talk. You know what? All of these examples 
are real. Even though one of one of the examples led to suicide, we can prevent suicide by changing the way we think. And we can also prevent the way our actions are and the way our thoughts are and the way our feelings and the way we talk about ourselves. So we don't have to self-harm or run away from our problems or possibly having a suicidal attempt or punching a wall and breaking a hand or committing suicide. So I think if you're in it to win it, guys, let's do this. Let's all promise that we're going to share. I know I have been sharing the most and I've been trying to share examples of different situations that are actually real and then I end up having you know a couple of real people who you know felt this bad you know who sent well a couple of them sent sent me emails and then I knew one one girl and then two guys who you know who went through all of this this is why I really do want to start bringing guests on the show to give you guys insight that you're not alone. Even though I'm going through it, I want to give you guys the best Dina Jean experience. So in... I think about two weeks, we will be having a couple of guests on for episode six and episode, ah, and episode five. Um, if you want to be a guest on the Dina Jean show, email me at the Dina Jean show at gmail.com. And we can set up a time for you to be on the show to show your, to help people realize that not just a podcaster goes through negative self-talk, but a regular average Joe or Josephine goes through it too. So this is our last part of the show. We've talked a little bit about self-abuse. So what is self-abuse? Well, self-abuse is when you neglect yourself through and through. This means that you're neglecting who you are and you are worrying about the people around you instead of 
yourself, basically. Self-abuse is also behavior that we, as individuals, cause to ourselves. It's also very damaging and harming to who we are. Self-abuse is also intentional and very addictive and should be stopped with psychiatric care. And when I say that, guys, you know, self-abuse isn't cool. We're all going through it in some way or another. We're all hurting. We're all damaging ourselves and harming ourselves. And, you know, I want to stop all of these behaviors, but, you know, it, you have to work on it one by one. It's, you know, and it's what we should be doing is working on the behavior one by one. Thank you for continuing to learn with me. Thank you for the continued support, follows, and likes. It's my pleasure to learn with you this Friday morning. If you have a negativity topic that you would like to, me to talk about, or if you want to be an example in the next episode of the Dina Jean Show, you can contact me at thedinajeanshow at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at The Dina Jean Show. We are also looking for guests to be, to actually appear on some shows for this season. And... I actually want to introduce you to my new home. And I want you guys to know that, you know, even though doing this on my own, producing and all of that stuff was great, I still need some, you know, support and whatnot. And I. I want to introduce you to the Totally Insensitive Network. You can also find the Totally Insensitive Podcast on um, Spotify and Anchor FM. Um, there's also more. I will put links in the description so you can find my new home and also the podcast of... Uh, my producers. Um, so thank you again for listening. Until next time, this is Dina Jean signing off. God bless.